What is this, episode seven? I think it's episode seven. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Can you hear it with your ears? Can you see it with your eyes? Can you feel it wiggling between your quivering thighs? That thing, that thing, that thing with James. Once every millennium something will come along. When you feel it you will know it cause it's coming on strong. That thing, that thing, that thing. Stress, let me come inside your mind. I promise you it won't take long, the change will happen soon. You will feel something so special growing deep within you. That thing, that thing, that thing with James, that thing. Welcome to what I think is episode 7 of That Thing with James J. Asher II. That's me. I want to play a cover for you. I've been jamming this for the past few days. Um, it's a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song called The Big Come Down. And I kind of have my own interpretation of it here. So, <clears throat> let's try it out. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
garden
My hands started shaking there at the end. That's a problem I had um, in acting class. My hands used to not shake so much, but then all of a sudden, one day, I just started getting started getting nervous, like real nervous. Like my hands will start shaking. Ugh, and it's like I I don't know what happened, but at some point I became afraid of being seen. Even now I'm hiding behind a camera. Like I'm not even looking at you or 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 talking directly to you. I'm talking to you through some digital medium. Um, and even that makes me nervous. Just the idea of being seen. And I want to get over that. At the beginning of this year, actually at the end of last year, I was writing down a bunch of goals for what I should do, for what I wanted to do this year. And um, one of the big ones is just about done. Uh, a book I've been working on for three years. Um, more like five, but like three years. That's almost done. I've got like ten pages left. Um, and then I, that's done. And that's a whole lot of my life that I'm not going to know what to do with that time and energy because I've put so much time and energy into writing this thing. Um, I get, and I, um, another one of my goals was to start sending that out to figure out what I need to do to get it published. And I don't know that I necessarily want to self-publish. I mean, that sure, yeah, I can get it self-published on my own. It's all up to me. But um, I want to try to get a broad audience. I, I, I want to really fucking not sell myself short because that's something that I've done a lot of to myself in my life is just sell myself short time and time and time again just because I feel like I don't deserve great things or like I'm not good enough like I'm inferior um, like I don't belong like I'm not worthy of people's attention and uh and I need to stop thinking those sorts of things, and I need to stop, like, sabotaging myself. I sabotage myself. I, I used to sabotage myself a lot more, but... Um, and I feel like my hands shaking is, like, the last-ditch manifestation of the fearful part of me that is trying to sabotage myself. It's like, okay, motherfucker, I tried to get you to not show up to this event or this thing but you showed up anyway I tried to get you to not write or uh, write or present some kind of material but you're going ahead and you're presenting and have you, uh, you're presenting material that you've created and uh, and the the fearful part of me that wants to hold me back is like you're 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 fucking with every block I'm throwing up here because you're like going out and you're trying to do something so, I, I can't control you because you're already here, but well, fuck it. I'm just going to make you shake really hard. I'm going to make you so fucking nervous that you can't do the thing that you want to do. You can't do the thing that you know you can fucking do. You can't do the thing that you know because you've done it before. 
because I'm going to make you freak out and shaky and nervous and all in your head and afraid to be seen and afraid to make a mistake and afraid to be wrong and afraid to be embarrassed or humiliated or uh, afraid to fail. And uh, I want to get over that really hard. I've got like a, a handful of really solid goals of what I want to accomplish this year. But the overarching, uh, the meta goal, if you will, is to conquer my fucking fear of being seen. I don't know where it happened. I don't know what happened, man. When I was in college, I never started, I never really shook like this. I did a shit ton of plays in school. I never, I mean, before a play, I'd have to pee a lot, but... There were... I'm not saying I was a fucking great performance all the time. No way. I'm sure I was awful. Um, and I'm also sure that I might not have been as bad as I think I am. Because I am my own worst critic. For sure. Um, but... One of the things I want to do this year is start going uh, to open mic. Um, be it comedy or music... Both of them, why not? But um, definitely comedy open mics, like stand-up open mics, just to force myself to fucking get over it. Just keep pushing myself uh, in, into that situation that keeps fucking with me for some reason. Or somewhere over the past, uh, since I moved to Austin, essentially, what, almost... Six years ago? Let's see. Seven, eight, nine. Come October, I will have been here seven years. Um, but I'm not quite there yet. So we're six and some change right now. Six years plus some change. And at some point during my move here, I just really got in my head. Not to say that I wasn't already in my head. I was already in my head. But I got even worse here. I just got so fucking scared of uh, um, exposing myself to true strangers. Because, uh, you know, the colleges in Oklahoma, they're smaller towns. And uh, those strangers don't feel quite so strange and scary there because it's a smaller place. And it's fucking, it's Oklahoma. It's a dinky place. <laughs> um, but... I mean, the state's not, like, dinky as in, like, Rhode Island or Delaware, which are tiny states. I just mean sort of, um, kind of a more closer kind of community feeling there with strangers. Whereas here, it's like, um, it's different. And thus far, I feel like I have made just as many efforts to put myself out into the world here just as many efforts to put myself out there as I have to sabotage myself, to keep me away from people, to hide, which is the exact opposite of what I want in my life. Um, because I like to perform. I want to entertain. I, I have art. I have things that I, I, I have to express, otherwise I get really in my head. 
in a bad, bad, bad way. Um, not not like bipolar, but um, and thankfully I don't have like major depression, but I definitely do have um, depression and anxiety. That stuff's been with me my whole life. And um, the thing that helps me cope with that the most is making art. It's just expressing myself. And a lot of the the darkness just comes through. I've got a lot of darkness. And it usually comes out in the form of music. Um, I, I picked up the guitar when I was 17. And um, I had help from some friends. A couple of friends taught me a little bit of stuff on the guitar but for the most part I just taught myself off of reading tabs and um, you know just playing along to music that I like and um, making my own stuff that's always been my thing it's like I I never really put the time and effort into um, learning how to shred Um, like you know Van Halen (laughs) Um, I, I I don't know if that's laziness or just my interest lied in making my own kind of sound. And I definitely definitely like to make my own kind of sound. And um, every now and then, especially when I'm really highly caffeinated, I, I can make some sillier songs. But for the most part, like 90% of the music that I make ends up being like kind of uh, fucking depressing and dark and uh, and my parents had a hard time dealing with that like uh, they would um, they would ask me to they've always been very supportive I, I, I want to uh, preface with that my parents have always been extremely supportive they've always uh, pushed me to go into the arts um, they know that that's who I am I'm an artsy fartsy person and uh, and they are too. They like culture. They like going to the to the ballet and to the theater and stuff. And they like to go and get culture. And they made sure that I was cultured. And uh, thanks, mom and dad. I definitely appreciate that. Um, however, <laughs> I, I can remember um, in my teens and in my early twenties. You know, my parents would ask me. And, mainly my mom would ask me to play play one of my songs for her and, and I'd play a song you know cut myself and fucking die and uh, and she would be like that's so depressing don't you have any happy music no well play me something happy <laughs> don't you have any music that doesn't make you want to cut your throat uh, not really. Well, can you play me something nice? So I'd play some, like, Credence Clearwater Revival. Some CCR. Bad Moon Rising or something. Um, but... Just, um... What naturally comes out is just dark stuff. And I think that's good. Oh, I think it's good. And I think it's good to embrace the darkness because if you embrace the darkness, 
then you can better appreciate the light. You know what I mean? Like a roller coaster. It's a rush. You go up, and then you drop down, and then you climb back up, and it's exhilarating. Mmm. Mm-mm-mm. Pardon me, but that is some high-quality H2O, and I am thirsty. It has all of a sudden become warm here in Austin. We had a cold snap. So it was like, you know, in the 60s. Weather, you know, uh, spring weather. And then it got a little bit warm one day, like up to 80 one day, and then it went back down to like the 60s. Have a heater on for a little bit, about half the day. And then all of a sudden it got down to like uh, the 20s for the low and like 30 for the high for a few days. And whoo, man, um, that, that was a difficult adjustment. And then um, now it's like 80 degrees. It was just under 80 yesterday. It's like, I think, 80 today. Uh, I'm, I'm recording this on a Saturday. Uh, the first Saturday of South by Southwest 2019, which is a subject I'll touch on when I get to it. Uh, so now it's just really hot. And I, I like it because I feel more comfortable. You know, definitely one thing about Austin is like, I've lived here for so long, I've kind of acclimated to the heat. So now I'm a pussy when it comes to cold weather. I can't handle it anymore, where it used to be like I could handle in between, like super cold I couldn't deal with, super hot I couldn't deal with, but I was pretty, you know, center. And then after spending so many summers in like a hundred in a fucking oven apartment with no insulation um, and really loud um, window units, air conditioning units that just make your ears ring because they have to be blasting on high all the time to keep you uh, moist instead of completely drenched in your own sweat. Um, and, and it's just like, you can't fucking think. It's just the constant... <clears throat> of these uh, air conditioning units because they're older and... Uh, yeah, it's like, it drives you mad because it's just noise, loud noise all the time. Um, so yeah, it's not like having just a, a, a gentle of central air going on. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's warmer right now, wearing my tank top, wearing my... Man Man Tank Top, what's up, Man Man? One of my favorite bands of all time, Man Man. One of my favorite live shows, Man Man. They're they're great. I I hope they come to Austin again. I missed them the last time they came near here because I they were playing at I think Euphoria or Levitation Fest. I I, I don't, there's a couple like really like hippie psych fests that have similar names and I, I'm not sure which one's which but uh, they were here for one of those fests and I didn't want to you know buy a festival ticket just to go see the one band 
Um, but the two times I've seen Man Man, I saw them at, um, at the Mohawk on Riverside downtown here. And it, it was like fucking Halloween, dude. And the, the shows weren't on Halloween, just the shows themselves are total Halloween vibe. You know, like some dark synth and wavering, and it's just like a cacophony of madness. It's like a carnival, and like a twisted carnival, man. And Honus Honus is the singer, and he'll, you know, change out costumes, wear a fucking alien mask with like a, a voice modulator, and uh, it's just a, a madness, mad show, and I love it. Man, man. Um, and I actually got to have a brief uh, virtual conversation with Honus Honus, the singer, creator of Matt, Man Man on Instagram. He, he posted like he's touring now around California. And, um, and I sent him a message and I was like, hey, why isn't Austin on there? Just thinking, it was like an Instagram story. So when you comment, it goes to like a, a, the DMs. And I just commented like, hey, where's Austin? And he said, uh, we're trying to get there. And he kind of engaged me in a little bit of a conversation. And I like totally fucking look up to him. So I was blushing the whole time. It was just a brief, you know, a few exchanges between two strangers. But... Um, dude, I, he's like one of my heroes and, <laughs> and, uh, I got to have a brief virtual exchange with them online. And that's one of the things I really love about the internet is that, especially social media is that you can connect with anybody, anybody. It's bringing the world closer together, man. And I'm down with that. Because I do not consider myself a fucking citizen of the United States, man. I consider myself a citizen of planet Earth. I am a citizen of the world. We are all neighbors. Every single one of us walking on this rock. This gaseous, watery rock. uh, Floating around in space. Within a fractal, you know. We're in a fucking fractal multiverse, man. We're in a fucking universe within a universe within a universe. And you better not drink the water because they're turning the frogs gay. Sorry, I've been watching clips making fun of Alex Jones lately. And, um... (laughs) Fucking... That dude is nuts. He was recently on the Joe Rogan podcast with, um... That one dude that he has on that's like a friend of Joe... Who's like into flat earth and he uh, is just sort of like a contrarian kind of guy. Conspiracy theorists. And I'm, I'm watching Alex Jones talk. I've never seen him talk. I, I've never like permitted him to enter my headspace for that long. Because I'll catch him on the radio every now and then here in Austin. And I've never gotten further than five minutes into listening to it. When I rage turn off the radio I'll, I'll start fucking screaming things and i'll turn off the radio and uh and have to drink a tall glass of water because i'll be heated thank you for listening to pri 
Public Radio International. Ding, 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 ding. Alex Jones, uh, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and uh, so he was talking long form. And I think the dude, I think he's got a, a, a cocktail of mental illnesses. And I think that one of the big ones is, I think he is to a certain degree, paranoid schizophrenic. Straight up. I think he's like textbook uh, exhibit. He, he was exhibiting some like textbook behavior of, of uh, you know, Paranoid schizophrenia. And he even said in the fucking show, like, he experiences psychosis. More than once, he experiences psychosis. Um, he didn't say how frequently, but uh, the way he was saying it sounded like it was not an uncommon occurrence. And I, I have had a really long, several long conversations um with one person who I know was clinically diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic. And a lot of the way that person behaved, the one that I, I knew per, firsthand personally, and I'm sure I've known more schizophrenics than that. I just maybe didn't know. Uh, and maybe they didn't know either. Um, which is a big fucking issue. I think mental health should be uh, at the fore. I, I think mental health needs to not be such a fucking taboo thing. I think it's stupid and irresponsible that mental health is taboo. Anyway, um, the person that I knew, who was indeed clinically diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic, exhibited certain types of behavior, certain ideas, ideation that uh, Alex Jones on the Joe Rogan podcast was exhibiting to a T. I was like, this is, this dude seems a little, he seems like he could be schizophrenic maybe. Oh, and then he said this, oh, that's, that's definitely schizophrenic. And now he's thinking, oh, what? No, that's definitely schizophrenic. Oh, and now he's walking back and that's, He's trying to justify this thing that doesn't make any sense and he's kind of jumping. This guy's schizophrenic. What the fuck? And so many people buy into his bullshit. Into his psychosis. I knew a dude, dude in college who I was pretty friendly with uh, in undergrad. Like, we started college together. We were in the same class. Um, and we were pretty good friends. You know, we hang out at the bar, around campus, whatever. And one day, just senior year, he started acting real fucking weird. And he introduced me uh, to InfoWars, which is Alex Jones's thing. That's his business, is InfoWars. Uh, the, the magazine... And uh, the, the TV show, the radio show, Inf Alex Jones Infowars. I'd never heard of it before. Now, I'd heard of Alex Jones kind of in passing because he's part of, uh, you know, weird culture. And I'm definitely into weird culture because I'm of, I am weird culture. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'd heard about him because of 
I'm, I'm sure there was like that, what, Waking Dream or whatever. I think it was like a Richard Linkletter movie or something that had him. Uh, maybe. Anyway, um, my friend just started acting really fucking weird. He just started saying like conspiracy theory shit. And I'm like, and, and just the way he was behaving in general, I was like, you are not the person that I know. You're not the person that I once knew. And honestly, you're kind of fucking scaring me. So I, I just kind of, I, I didn't say that stuff to his face, but once he started acting a little like kind of psychotic, not violent, but just um, saying some really weird fucking things and behaving in weird ways and getting some weird ideas and sharing them with me. I just kind of um, stopped hanging out with him and stopped talking to him. And he started posting all sorts of crazy shit on social media. So I just kind of blocked him. Because I don't need that in my life. I've got my own fucking problems, man. I'm a nervous wreck trying to figure out what the hell I want to do with my life. Actually, I know what the, what the hell I want to do with my life. It's how to do it. And then I have to deal with the fact that shit, like, never fucking, well, I never say never, shit often does not work out the way that I hoped it would or intended it would. For some people that I know personally, it seems like they can plan something and they can execute that plan and... Uh, they will get the results that they were aiming for um, through the execution of that plan. And things just work out the way that they intended it to. Not all the time, but often. That doesn't happen for me so much. That's not my life. That's not the, the, uh, the hand... That's not the hand I was given. That's not the hand, you know, card, card hand, not like a severed hand. That's not the, the, the um, selection of playing cards that I drew from the pile. That's not my lottery ticket. That's not my car. This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. And the days go by. So... Um, I was talking to um, my my girlfriend about this two days ago, uh, saying that when it comes to effort, like trying something, I cannot try. Which is to say, you know, when people say, like, you're not trying hard enough. For me, if I try hard enough... It's trying too fucking much. I end up forcing something. And that's like the thing with acting or anything, playing guitar. And that's one of the reasons I start shaking is because I want so badly for the outcome to go well. Because I've got such a fucking crystal clear idea of what the future could be. I've got a really vivid imagination and I know what the fuck it could be. And I know what I want to do and how to do it. However, in so doing, I, I kind of make myself nervous because I start saying like, oh shit, things aren't fucking working out the way I planned it would. Oh my God, it's blown up in my face now. 
I can't plan for things so much. I can make loose plans. I can't make a dotted outline like some people. Some people can make a dotted outline and they can fit into a specific, you know, a time frame. They can meet a specific deadline that they set for themselves and get the results that they want and get all the fucking fame and get to go hang out at South by Southwest, which I never get to fucking hang out at because I like never have enough money to, uh, you know, justify getting a fucking ticket. Nor do I have anyone to hang out with, to go enjoy it with. I, I, sure, yeah, I could go by myself if I wanted to. Sure, I could save up for all that shit if I wanted to. But I just haven't done it yet. And I've always been fucking busy during South By. And I always get depressed during South By. I always forget, every year I forget that I get depressed when South By rolls around. And all the people come to town. And I start feeling real sorry for myself because I'm not involved in anything. Uh, I, I'm not involved in any like projects premiering. I'm not involved in um, going to see anything because I fucked up and just didn't get my tickets anyway because I was busy fucking working on my own shit, doing my own thing in my own way. And it just kind of lost my mind. I lost track of fucking South By. And then it rolls around and there's all these cars and the weather's nice and there's all these people out doing all these fun things. And I'm just sitting at home feeling fucking sorry for myself because yet again, I am not doing anything. I'm not involved in it. And, uh, and then even if I were involved, I feel like I would catch myself saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to this event and then I'm going to go to like this premiere and then this premiere and I'm going to have some like, I'm going to print off some business cards with my info and I'm going to try to like, just like meet some people, you know, press flesh, rub elbows, shake hands, twist some nips, rub a crotch, pinch a bum, pick a nose, clear your earwax with friends, meet people, Whatever. Try to make some fucking connections. I know that I would catch myself trying to do that because it's like, you know, I, I spent all this money and, uh, you know, I, I'm i not going to get to sit. I'm going to be out all day walking around and stuff. You know, I want to get something out of this so I could just see myself going into town, going downtown, going to some kind of like um, film premiere or something and going to see it and, and getting fucking bored with most of the movies, honestly. I'll just get fucking bored. I, I used to work at a movie theater here that premiered a lot of South By. The closest I ever got to South By was working in it. I worked at um, the Ritz on 36th Street downtown. Um, it's like a it's like a special Alamo Draft House movie theater downtown. Really old, small building. And I, I was a food runner there. And there were a lot of like there's a lot of film stuff going on there. It was one of the main film hubs for South by Southwest. And um, and I, I, I was a food runner and I would bring everyone their food and I dealt with such entitled assholes. Such entitled assholes. Now I did see some nicer people. I did see fucking Hannibal Burris, the comedian, one of my favorite comedians. I brought him, I took... Um, he he asked an order of me, and I usually don't take orders, but I was picking up like a like a empty glass or something from him, and he said, "Hey man, could I get some hot wings?" And I said, "You got it," and then I went and told a server, 
and uh, and then I, I chugged the glass of water because I was freaking out because I saw one of my one of my uh, the people I look up to Hannibal Burris like he's fucking great. Mm. And then I brought him his hot wings, and uh, he gave me a thumbs up. And then afterwards, I, I, I got cut from work, and I walk out of the kitchen onto Dirty Sixth Street. And uh, Hannibal had just walked out, and he's just, like, shaking hands and taking pictures with people. And I thought, like, I should go up and shake his hand. Maybe even tell him I brought, uh, ask him how his uh, hot wings were. Although... It, but I just didn't. I was like, I don't want to fucking bother him. He's got enough people bothering him. I don't want to be adding to the problem if it is indeed a problem. I don't want to be a problem. So I, I just walked off. Um, and I, I also saw Richard Simmons of Kiss. Um, I saw him a few times. He, he was there for a lot of the movies. Um, and I also saw him a few times in the bathroom when I was changing out... Um, the trash and loading up the paper towels and loading up the, the soap dispenser. But really, that was the closest I've ever been into South by just working doubles, working like 10 to 13 hour shifts, something like that for like two weeks straight. I had one day off, one day off. And I went to on that one day, I, I went to see some show by myself over on East 6th, east of the highway, um, saw some band, it was whatever, I, I just wanted to get out of the house and do something, and it's like I didn't have anyone to hang out with, loner, loner dude, I just gotta fucking get used to the thing, I think like my path is that of a, like a mostly loner, I, I, I just, I guess I gotta fucking deal with that. Or something. Or maybe things will change. Who knows? Um, I don't necessarily need to be around people all the time. As a matter of fact, I, I really like being alone. Um, I'm both an extrovert and an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I, I, I love going out and partying and being around a lot of people. High energy. I love to go out and dance. Um, just get sweaty. Have a good time. But after that... I need a day or two to fucking just decompress and then recharge. Um, so I'm both intro and extroverted. Um, but I know that if I went downtown to um, South by Southwest, I'd probably end up getting disappointed. I'd be bored with the movies. I was bored with the movies I saw when I was working at the Ritz. Um, there were some that were interesting. I liked the music videos that like no one showed up to see, but I was like, these are all fucking boring. And, um, you know, networking, going out to net, I, I, the way that things work for me as far as networking or pretty much anything else goes is, uh, it's sort of like an oblique approach from the side out of the box, naturally, organically occurring. Um, like going out, let's focus on the concept of networking. So like go out and uh, network, expressly with the idea of going out with, and networking. The way things happen for me, uh, just naturally, they don't work out. I'll end up coming home with nothing. Whereas 
if I just go out with the intent of just enjoying myself, I'm not going out with the intent of networking or promoting myself in any way. I, anytime I try to do something um, like that, any, anything, anytime I try to do something that a lot of other people do professionally, you know, go out and network, you know, make yourself known, you know, talk, you know, advocate for yourself, that kind of stuff. Anytime I do the standard career moves that like a lot of people do and that works for a lot of people, it always backfires on me or it never works. I just come up with empty handed or worse off than before. Like I'll end up pissing somebody off or something. Uh, it Stuff just doesn't work out that way for me. I'm just kind of like, uh, I guess if I were a tarot card, I'd be the fool. Just kind of la la la, just walking around um, with my head kind of in the clouds and just taking things as they come. That's the way shit works best for me, I have found. So when I try to be good, when I try to play the guitar well, when I try to give a really good performance, when I try, I end up being utter shit. It sucks. My, my performance will suck because I'm trying. And all my energy is going to trying. And when I try, I don't do well. And I... I end up failing myself. And I end up hating myself. Because I think I'm a failure. Because I don't think I have what it takes to... reach the things I want to achieve in my life. And things don't happen. Um as soon or as quickly as I hope they would. Life is mostly unexpected. Life is mostly unexpected. Some people, for some reason that I, I, I don't know why, they, they can plan things. I'm not one of those people. I can plan it. But the plans blow up, like, every time, without a doubt. I have to play things loose. I just have to have, like, a general idea, a general direction, and just kind of go and enjoy myself along the way. Um, not try to stick to some kind of certain path or technique or approach. Just go at it and whatever comes out, whatever rises up from my gut organically, hopefully not, hopefully it's not vomit, but whatever comes out of my heart or my gut or just the, the moment, as long as I'm present uh, and not trying, things work out a lot better than I would have imagined. <laughs> so when I try, I fail. When I don't try, I fail. Now, what do I mean by don't try? I, I mean just like have not prepared and not really be there, not really be here and now and present for anything in any walk of life. 
So like, like Yoda said to Luke Skywalker, there is no try, only do. And that's the thing for me, man. There is no try, only do. Just do it. Nike, great fucking tagline, man. Just do it. Honestly, that's it. A lot of the fucking problems we deal with in our life, a lot of the trivialities we deal with, is us and other people getting up in our heads and trying, trying to control things instead of just letting it be, letting it be as it is, and just doing it, just doing something. And uh, just do. I don't know if I talked about this before, but uh, Wu Wei is a Taoist concept. Wu Wei. If I if I have talked about Wu Wei before, I apologize, but I'm really into the idea, so I think it's worth repeating. Wu Wei is a Chinese Taoist thing, which you know. Chinese, there's no, like, direct way to translate anything in, uh, like, Mandarin or, or Cantonese or what have you into English, but it essentially means, Wu Wei essentially means um, doing without doing or acting without acting. So that means don't try to force something. You know, so it, it, it meshes in with Tai Chi and with... Um, martial art like like tai chi and judo which are both um really defensive martial arts and it's all about a certain type of flow especially tai chi it's very slow and it just seems like you're learning balance and stuff but really if you speed it up it's really powerful um a, def a defensive martial art like, and, and the way you learn it is that you learn to not force it so much. Force without force. You learn how to keep your center, keep centered, keep your core, keep breathing, keep calm and focused, um, but also active. Um, so that if someone throws a punch at you, you're able to just do something. Instead of like really forcing them and... Uh, you know, putting all your weight and energy behind something, just going with it and using their own force. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of writing. Look it up. Wu Wei. Uh, acting without acting. And that's the whole idea behind, like, every fucking um, acting technique as well. It's just, don't act. Just do. Um, yeah. And things tend to work out when you do that. Uh, what to talk about? I feel like I was going to say something, but I don't remember what. I'll have uh, some water. Let me see how long I've been talking here. Dude. Oh, wow. 50 minutes. How about them apples? Okay, so I want to hear from you. If you're watching this, um, 
if you're watching this and you enjoyed this, or, or if you're listening to it, uh, I, I still haven't put all this stuff up on audio, but audio listeners, for when I eventually get all this stuff up just in audio, um, if you like this, uh, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, this, this podcast, and tell your friends and loved ones about it. If you enjoy it, share the joy, share the show. And for my viewers on YouTube, uh, if you enjoy the show, please be so kind as to um, hit the like button if you do indeed like this um, this episode or this show. Hopefully you like both. And if you haven't already, please hit subscribe. Uh, the, the more the merrier. And also, for you too, viewers, um, if you enjoy it, tell your friends. Tell people about it. They might enjoy the show too. Uh, I... I'd love to, to grow the family here because I want to start a conversation. I want to hear from you. Yes, you, the viewer slash listener. I want to hear from you. Uh, send me some... You can send me comments. You can send me ideas. You can send me questions. If you need advice, you can ask me for advice. I will get back to you. Um, certainly, because I, I, I'm not dealing with like millions of emails i think i've only received like <laughs> one email but um send me a message drop me a, drop me a line at that thing at gmail.com okay that thing at gmail dot no 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 that's it that's not it that's not it it's that thing with james at gmail.com that thing with james at gmail.com that's me, that thing with James at gmail.com. And also, uh, you can find me on social media, mostly active on Instagram, uh, at James J. Asher, and on Twitter, which is also at James J. Asher. And you can view my website, jamesjasher.com. Uh, again, please, uh, I could use your help. Tell people about this podcast, uh, like and subscribe. Um, I think it's like the more likes and subscribes you get, like the, the more relevant you become. So, you know, if someone were to search my name or something, it would pop up and, um, that would be pretty sweet. However, here I'm catching myself. I'm trying to force myself to get something, trying to force myself to like move up in, in my career somehow by getting more people to watch me or whatever. Fine. I, I mean, I do. Fuck it. I'll be honest. I'd love to have more viewers. Um, I'd love as many people as possible to read my book. That's one of the reasons I don't want to automatically just go and self-publish it. Um, because I fucking want to try. I don't want to sell myself short. I really want to fucking try this time, man. I, I want to send this out there. I want to send it out to like who like agents and publishers, uh, um, uh, contests, whatever. I want to see like how fucking far I can take this thing because I put so much work and so much of my fucking life into that thing. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into this book that uh, I don't want to give anything away about it, but I put a lot of myself into this and a lot of time. Um, and I, I want to see how far I can take it. And I, I need to stop feeling shamed for wanting things. I need to stop feeling ashamed for wanting good things. 
It's okay. You can have good things, James. You, you're not a bad person. You mean well. You work hard in your own way. I mean, maybe I don't work. I'm not like a total type A when it comes to worker. I'm more or less organized when it comes to housekeeping. I like to keep a space clean. I like to keep some organized chaos. I, I can deal with a little bit of clutter. I can deal with a little bit of dust. But if it gets like really cluttered, there's just like dirty clothes. If there's dirty dishes, uh, I do not I do not fuck with dirty dishes. Two things got to be clean for sure. Kitchen and the bathroom. Clean and organized, those two places. But anyway, yeah, I'd love to get more viewers. Um, yeah. kind of weird man it's kind of kind of sad kind of sad the past few days so uh let's play some music and uh probably end this episode i guess maybe if i feel like playing music we'll see about it oh here's something uh, Bennett taught me Bennett from one of my episodes Is that enough? Um, what else? What else? What else? I think that's that's it, man. That's it. That's all I got. I'm spent, dude. Uh, every day can't be a super winner. But just gotta show up. Peace. <laughs>